Hello? Hi, this is Scott Takeda. First of all, let us just say thank you so much for taking the time to call in and talk to us today. We appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. Oh, no worries. Um, so, so, okay, we're really excited about this one because, um, you know, doing our research and kind of looking into your background and how, where you've come from and how you've been able to work your way up to where you are now, uh, very similar to our own background. So we were kind of excited to talk about that. Started off, uh, in news, uh, local news. We did the same thing. Uh, we actually met at a news station kind of along the same lines, you know, got together, started talking, formed a production company and kind of, kind of followed that route. So we were we're really excited to talk to you about that. Um, was was entertainment and acting? Was that always the goal? Did you know you wanted to do that from early on, or was news like this is what I want to do? Uh, great question. I, I I think at the heart of things, I'm a, I'm a visual storyteller. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, for me, I just enjoy and gravitate toward telling uh, stories with pictures. Uh, whether or not I'm in front or behind the camera, right. so I think that is kind of the through line for my for my life. Um, I was a purist, however, when I started out in news. I mean, I I thought I was going to help uh, illuminate uh, the the viewers of wherever I was working uh, to all the. Uh, crazy underside uh, of, of of the bad stuff happening. So I, I think I had an initial uh, thought process that I'd be you know, working in investigative uh, journalism and uh, and making a difference in the world. But um, uh, just just decided to change my pathway. I see. Okay, and so we got to ask because we we're sitting here and we're completely unfamiliar. Uh, is it Pocatello, Idaho? Uh, is, uh, is that correct? Yeah, it's, it's, it's Pocatello, Idaho. Okay. Pocatello. Pocatello. It's, it's, named, af- it's named after an old Indian chief Ooh. Uh, of the Shoshone Bannock tribe. Okay. Um, and um, at the time, a uh, little trivia question for all those listeners out there, <laughs> um, it was the uh, smallest television market that had um, – the, the four affiliate TV stations, uh, CBS, NBC, ABC, and Fox. Oh, oh that, wow. now that is interesting. That's yeah. a good Jeopardy question. Tuck that away. Tuck that yeah, away. Exactly. That's a good one. Love it. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of your awards. I see that you won twice for Photographer of the Year. Yeah, I was I was uh, pretty fortunate. I I uh, won in Idaho, um, you know, Idaho State Photographer of the Year, and then I won uh, through the Ohio News Photographers Association. Oh, uh, nice! Ohio Photographer of the Year um, was was going for regional and, and national, but uh, at a, at a certain point, I just um, again, I I think my interests uh, were elsewhere, and um, I'm also a little smaller in stature. And, and back in the days, um, the cameras were much heavier. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So my body started breaking down. So <laughs> I, I, I chose to um, move toward directing, where I could still get shots, but have someone else carry the gear. Yeah, yeah. interesting. I completely interesting. understand yeah. that. So that, so that, did that kind of start the transition? From uh, you know the news and 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 trying to get behind the camera, more production oriented, um, and we'll talk about that because I've noticed that not just with the acting, but you have a lot of directing and producing experience in the film and television side also. So, just kind of curious as to when you decided to try to make that move, like uh, you know from t- from the news oriented goal or career to 
hey, wait a minute, maybe I can get in front of the camera and have a little fun and do a little acting. When did that kind of come about, or what what sparked that that change? Uh, I actually need to go back a little farther for you guys. Sure. Further. Um, the, the, the first kind of transition is I, I was always wanting to be a reporter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I worked as a reporter in Pocatello, Idaho. Mm-hmm. Um KIDK News 3. There you go. <laughs> um, and um, I looked really, really young. Um, so um, there was no way for me to advance the career, um, you know, in front of the camera. And for the, the listeners out there, you know, the way you advance is you start at a tiny market and you live a very transient lifestyle moving to larger and larger markets. Yep. Um, and, and so the only way for me to advance the career and move to larger markets was to work behind the camera where no one could see how incredibly young and, and, and high school like, I yeah. um, you know, I was, I was, uh, working in Denver and I, I believe I was 27 at the time and, and somebody thought that it was so great that the TV station was allowing high school kids to shoot uh, new segments. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. So it's like, uh, I'm like nine years out of high school right? Um, yeah. at that point. And it's like, oh, well, thank you. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I, th- I think that was the first, the, the first transition is to move behind the camera. And then l- long and short of it, as, as I started climbing the ladder and eventually making it to market number four in, in um, in Philadelphia, it's, I, I just, I think I got disillusioned. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of came in with really high-minded ideals, um, never really was able to trans transition to investigative or, or do any kind of cool documentary kind of visual storytelling. Right. And um, just kind of ultimately um, also kind of got tired of climbing the ladder and, and going to larger and larger markets where it just didn't seem like, you know, why am I doing that? So um, I kind of moved around within a TV station and and found different ways of telling stories. So when I moved to Promo, uh, which is producing all the like internal commercials for a TV station, I kind of learned how to tell stories in 30 seconds. There you go. In some cases, 15 and 10 seconds. Yep. And so I started learning that craft and then worked in community fairs and then worked in special projects where it's like, oh, cool. Um, you know, I started learning programming, um, how, to, how to do 30-minute shows, and then ultimately just work, moved my way to sales where it's like, okay, so this is, this is how a business works. So long story short, I, I kind of got a, a paid – uh, internship at a TV station to learn how to run a production company. Oh, there you wow. go. Absolutely. To learn the business side of things, to learn different uh, you know, formats to tell stories in from long format to extremely short format. Um, and it was a really great training ground for me to eventually open up my doors and just go, you know what, let's, let's move on. Because I think at, at the very tail end of it, the, the only job that I wanted at a, at a TV station was to be the general manager. That's the one that's like, okay, I, I can I can get really jazzed about that. Right. Um, but it required me to kind of climb the ladder again, to kind of go to a really small TV station and climb the ladder. And it's like, I'm kind of tired of moving. Understood. So I just decided to, to, to form my own company. 
There you go. That's outstanding. Again, yeah, this is really interesting to listen to because much along the same lines. I was always interested in the producing part of it as well. And and I always had in the back of my mind, you know, a producer is responsible for so many different people or so many different aspects of the film. And if you don't have any idea what any of those people do, how could you possibly be in charge of them or hire exactly. them or no? So I, uh, amongst very much the same way you did, I, I took it as a, a training ground and a learning ground and, and took every opportunity to learn every aspect that I could in every different part of the station. So it's really interesting to hear someone else say that they followed that same line and, and that it was successful for them as well. Um, that's awesome. Congratulations on that. Well, oh, thank you. Yeah, and so okay, so you so you're young, <laughs> um, and, and look young. Um, is that what kind of you're like? Well, I can maybe do something with this in front of the camera again with the acting. How did the acting come out of that? Or did you did you start on the production side with your production company behind the camera and transition into front of the camera? Which one came first? Um, as, as strange as it seems, I have to credit Steven Seagal for the move uh, in front of the camera. Wow! Wow! Uh, okay. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I do not know Steven Seagal. Um, no. <laughs> but you know, when I was when I was moving to from Denver to Philadelphia, um, at that particular time, um, Colorado was was a was a pretty decent production market for for feature films. Right. And uh, there was a. Uh, uh, there was a uh, Die Hard Two, I think, was going to be shot here, and then Steven Seagal when he was still making like the blockbusters, not the right. stuff he's doing now, which right. is kind of the direct-to-video type of stuff. Right, the blockbuster films. He was going to shoot uh, a blockbuster film here in Colorado, and the radio stations at the time were saying, "Hey, open call if you'd like to be an extra." And you know, I was moving in four days, so it's like, wow, that seems like kind of fun. And then, you know, I went out to the East Coast and then where I have a lot of family and um, found out that my cousins had worked as extras, uh, you know, as World War II um, Japanese soldiers or as oh. a jogger in, in the line of fire of Fort Clint Eastwood. Right. right. You know, I mean, so, so tiny, small uh, or, you know the back of your head in, in a war film that no one knows who you are, but it's just still like kind of fun. Absolutely. And that, that always kind of stuck in my mind. And I, I, I did miss telling stories in front of the camera. Um, and so it, it kind of planted a seed in my mind of, well, maybe I can go back in front of the camera somehow, some way. Right. And that's eventually kind of how it, it, it kind of just manifested uh, you know, when I moved back to Colorado, I formed, you know, the production company and then, you know, it's like, well, okay, maybe I'll take an acting, acting class. And it just kind of went and went and went and went. And then before you know it, it's like, oh, I guess I'm an actor now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you've done pretty well, I would say, yes, as an actor. Uh, I've been in some, definitely some stuff that I know our listeners know. Uh, most recently, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Preacher. So, uh, oh, yeah. Reco yeah, recognized you almost immediately from Preacher. Mm -hmm. uh, Man in the High Castle. Yes. Uh, I, again, I, the Americans, huge fan of the Americans. So, um, I'd say you're doing pretty well as an actor. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're doing pretty well in all, in all of the series, and you've done pretty well in film, Dallas Buyers Club, and, and, and several different things. So, 
the transition back and forth. Do you like going back and forth? Would you, would you ever do um, a Clint Eastwood type? I guess I'm asking. Would you ever want to direct yourself in a film or or do a film where you're actually starring and directing? Or because you you do just looking at your resume, you do seem to be able to bounce back and forth uh, pretty successfully from behind the camera to in front of the camera. Um, is that an eventual goal? Maybe. Uh, yes and no. I mean, last year we had a film that that uh, we premiered at the Denver Film Festival and nearly won the top prize so it's like oh, yeah hey, but we're not quite there right we ended up losing <laughs> to a film that's probably going to be in you know, an oscar uh without any joke uh you know it's probably on the short list for academy awards next year so mm-hmm. you know we, we we take the runner-up you know flag with a lot of pride because it's like outside of the one that's going to win the oscar we would won the top prize right but, absolutely um, but yeah, we, we did a, a 15 minute short uh, where I was, uh, you know, both in front of the camera and, and uh, directing it. Um, it. That's hard to do. And, and kind of what, you know, I'm very envious at, at the Ben Afflecks of the world. That's our lovely, lovely dog right there. <laughs> um, you know, is, is they've, they've got studio budgets, so they can just shoot take after take after take and then go back to video village and see what it is and and even even ben affleck was explaining how he shot argo which is he would just shoot himself a lot of different ways right as and then he would he would piece together his performance in the edit bay interesting that's awesome if you can spend a half a day on one scene yeah exactly Exactly. time and money yeah Uh, but it's it's a it's a lot more challenging when when you're when you're on more of the indie film budget. Absolutely. So we're we're doing we're doing our, our our thirty minute short right now, which is our last short before our feature. Um, I'm co-directing with my lovely bride, and and I am in front of the camera in very very small amounts. Um, you know, we feel that the story is more important than it is me getting FaceTime. And I know there are some um, actors out there where it's like. Hey, I'm going to direct myself in my own thing, and that's going to be how I show myself as a lead. And you know, that, that's that's very enviable to be able to do that. But I, for us, I think with our current um, film, remembering us that we're shooting, uh, we really want the focus to be on the story and and not to be on me. So um, yeah, it's I, I I I would direct myself if I had like studio feature film right budget. That'd be awesome. That would be great. Yeah. Completely understand and much respect because, you know, to hear someone say that the story is more important and, and that you know, you're you're concerned more about what the film is saying and do as opposed to trying to get the FaceTime. Yeah. Much respect for that because, like you said, there's a lot of people out there that aren't like that or not willing to make that type of a sacrifice to get the film made or try to tell their message. And, I mean, just speaking to you just from the get-go, I, you know, we've heard the term storyteller from out, and, and you can tell that you have a passion for telling stories. So, um, and I think that has a lot to do with what you just said about more important for the script than it is for the FaceTime. So much respect for that, really. Well, and thanks. And, and, and that's not to, to take anything away from, from those out there who are directing themselves and, and, you know, able to put themselves as a lead and maybe they're able to just multitask. I just have never really found the capacity for me to be able to multitask because I find the acting space and the directing space 
to kind of be separate spaces for me. It's still storytelling, right? But I, for me, it just it, it splits my head when I'm trying to do both, and uh, I, I feel like it just sacrifices what we're trying to do. So, do you have a preference? Like, I, I guess um, because you've done producing, directing, acting. Uh, do you like the business side of it uh, as much as you as as the creative side to it? Or because I I kind of like the business side of it, and I, I know a lot of people like to choose one or the other. But I like I think I like to think of myself as a creative and enjoy the business side of it. Yeah. Um, do you have one or the other that you prefer? It's it's an interesting question, especially from all of us coming from TV news background. And, right. And for the, the the listeners out there, it's like. In, in television news, they they use different. They use the same terminology like producer and director mm-hmm. that they do for the TV film world, right? Uh, but they mean different things. So, yeah. um, you know, in many ways, uh, in t- TV news, producer meant writer. storyteller. Yeah, writer, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, and so it took me a while to get used to the the concept of a producer being the person that basically problem solves and, and is not necessarily involved with a lot of creative direction right um you know i, I work with a a filmmaking group called bs filmworks and we're essentially three you know emmy award-winning storytellers and so we kind of rotate the directing responsibilities around um so um you know, I don't necessarily mind the producing the business side aspect of it because it's ultimately laying the groundwork for our ability to tell a cool story. Right. Um, and I, I think if I was just producing without without understanding or wanting, or uh, right, you know, just to be a, just to be a hired gun and say, okay, well, let's well, let's, let's go get some locations and uh, you know, let's go find some funding. Right. You know, it's 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 less. Um, exciting that way um but if you're you're involved in the project and you are you 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 believe in the story it's it's a lot easier um so i would say i'm i i enjoy the business aspect with a major asterisk as in that i i really need to believe in the story that we're telling i guess we always try to we always try because we do have a lot of listeners that are trying to get into the industry um we get constant emails and everything and and so we like to ask our guests always and we've been really fortunate to have people like yourself and and different guests who have come up in different ways and kind of followed different paths to get to what they're doing now so what advice would you give someone trying to get into the industry uh, either behind or in front of the camera what do you find works what do you find didn't work for you um, you you mentioned you took classes as an actor. Um, we've had a lot of people tell our listeners, you know, that it's important to take classes and learn the craft. Um, but what advice would you have for people trying to get in, the, and maybe even what pitfalls would you say to look out for or avoid? I think first and foremost, this is a business that works on the apprenticeship model. So um, unlike. Uh, I'm trying to think engineering per se, where you can, you can get a college degree in this and, and come out with that college degree and have a really fundamental understanding of what it would be like to get an entry level job at an engineering firm. Right. Um, that's, that's not how this business is, is, um, learned. And so if for, for the listeners out there that happen to be in a, in a, in a market, at a production market, where there is some kind of work happening, like commercials or maybe TV film, if you can, if you can somehow 
get a get an internship, get an apprenticeship, or something like that. You know, just so you can hang out and just kind of see how it works, mm-hmm. and then eventually try to work your way into some kind of low paid um, job where you you have the, the, the ability to learn under under masters. Yes, you know, yes. and it, it doesn't really matter if it's if it's editing, if it's if it's lighting, if it's cinematography or, or whatnot, you know, you, you, you have somebody on set who, who's the department head who learned the craft for many decades. Right. And they learned it by learning it under other masters when exactly. they were younger. And so, you know, their job not only is to obviously work the job now as, as the department head, uh, but also to hire various different people in their different positions and you learn by doing it. You learn by doing it and making a lot of mistakes. Exactly. Sadly, uh, and, and 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 having a lot of uh, constructive criticism, you know, and and that's which is probably about thirty percent encouragement uh, to keep you going, and about seventy percent critique on mm-hmm. how to how to improve. Right. Definitely agree. And that's uh, that's how this industry is learned. You you learn by doing it and by observing those who are much more experienced. Um, so that's the, that's the thing. It's, it's learned by doing it. So if you wanted to be an actor, you have to take acting classes. You know, exactly. there's, there's, there's no other way to do that but to, to learn under a master, a, a, a coach, and to just constantly put work out there every week in, in a workshop and, and get about 70% critique and about 30% encouragement. Mm-hmm. That's usually about the formula that works. Absolutely. And and would you say the people that that don't make it or the people that that kind of decide this isn't for me, would you would you say that those are the people that for whatever reason aren't able to take the 70/30, the 70% critique? Maybe not you know because I mean I I feel like it can be a tough a tough gig sometimes and and to have people rip you apart constructively can be a tough thing to handle sometimes. You know, I don't, I, I don't know if I can make a judgment if that's the reason why people don't make it. Um, I do know that it, it I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to answer that in a more global way. Sure. I really feel like, um, it, it, some way, shape or fashion. I think if you follow your heart, you end up going where ultimately you, 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 you were meant to do all along. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, I mean, I, I, I did really well on TV news, but at a certain point, it, it just wasn't a good fit for me. Mm-hmm. So whether or not the, the, the 70-30 split was there or not, it just it just wasn't for me. I do know, like you said, you know, um, it is hard to get critiqued every single day. Right, right. Um, that is that is part of the apprenticeship model. I mean, if you want to be a blacksmith, that's, you know, that's going to be the model. If you want to make stained glass windows... And that's the model you're going to be. That's that's part of the process. So if it is ultimately where where your heart is, what your your desire is, I think you will you will put up with the seventy percent because it's like, gosh, dang it, I should know better than that. All right, all right, I'll fuck, I'll work, I'll work, I'll work, and then you'll get it. I, I actually um, I love that answer because it, you know I think that I, the general tone to that answer is follow your passion and exactly. and you'll know where you're supposed to go. Exactly. Um, I I, I love that answer. I I believe in that wholeheartedly. I think if you if you have a passion for what you're doing, you can overcome a lot. 
And and yeah, yeah I, I love that answer. I thought you answered it perfectly. Thank you. So you split your time, but are are you a Colorado guy? You, it says you split your time between L.A. and Colorado. Do you, do you, is that just for the acting purposes, or it, do you prefer one or the other? Uh, it sounds like you kind of are, are a Colorado guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm born and raised in Colorado. Yeah. If if you if you get me at a certain point, I'll even kind of slip into a slight Midwestern accent, <laughs> uh, like I just did. Um. So, um. But you know. Depending on the year, I'm spending anywhere from four to five months in L.A. Mm-hmm. between, you know, being out there for work, um, you know, whatever the case may be. So um, it, 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 I do spend a lot. I, as I like to tell people, I actually reside on a United jetliner. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like because that. Because I, 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 it's not unusual for me to be flying every week. I, strange enough, I have not flown for like two weeks. Oh wow! So it feels a little weird to, to a not, little weird. Uh, be in my usual uh, seat, eleven um, C. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That is funny. That is pretty funny. So, what do you have coming up? Uh, yeah, I know you're working on your short film, and you said that's the last one before you got. You're obviously planning a feature, so that's awesome. Um, what else do you have coming up in the future that that listeners can look out for, and where can they see you and find you? Uh, well. Uh, uh, Man in the High Castle on Amazon. Uh, they can see me in Mr. Mercedes, which is a Stephen King-inspired uh, drama. Uh, I just am out um, on Hulu's The First. Yeah. Now, that's I'm awesome. excited about The First. I, I, I think uh, that's um, the creator from uh, House of Cards, correct? Yeah. The, the First um, is um, uh, a Hulu original series. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, created by the House of Cards writer, and the, the scripts are just brilliant and lovely. Um, and it's about the, essentially, it's, it's, it's focuses on the, the people behind the first mission to Mars. Oh, that's fantastic. And so it's, it is kind of a sci-fi thing, but for those of you who love sci-fi, it's also a very people-oriented story, so don't think it's all going to be, you know, you know, flying through the space and stuff like that. Right. And, and for those of you who don't like sci-fi, it's a, it's a drama, right? You know, there's 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 tension, there's there's uh, conflict, there's people wanting things and not getting things, and all that kind of good jazz. But well, yeah. um, it, it's it's a, it's one of the things I really like about the series is, especially in today's kind of tense world that we live in, mm-hmm. it's it takes place in kind of the the near future and it. It has a much more hopeful tone to it. Well, that's good. Um, yeah, which I find to be a nice thing and a little kind of a nice escape from uh, our world of today. <laughs> so that's that's one thing I'm really happy about. Yeah, uh, agreed. And I, I I'm with you right there. I, I I like to think of entertainment as an escape from the world that we yes. that we actually live in. So it's good to know that there's some stuff coming that that you can actually do that with. Um, that's great to hear. That's fantastic. And best of luck with that. I, ho- I hope that it's picked up and, and continues to run for a while and, and that, that we see a lot of you on it. It sounds like a great show. And, uh, you, you're just, you sound, uh, just fantastic, man. It's been a great interview. Um, I love the way you've come up and the way you approach things. I, I think that we need more people like you in the industry. 
Um, if if I'm being honest, I just I, I like your raw approach. Um, and that first and foremost, you're a storyteller. I, I think exactly. You know, sometimes I feel like we've lost storytellers, and that it's all become about the 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 opening weekend as opposed to yeah, actually telling a story. Yeah. And um, so it's good to know that there are still filmmakers out there and storytellers out there. Well, thank you. No, and th- thank you. Thank like you. I said, I, I just one one of the best things about who, the people that we talk to is is the realism and and the rawness of of their craft and and how they approach it. And we're always really respectful and appreciative of people that come on and talk the way you have. So, um, listen, man, thanks so much for for really talking to us. I know the listeners are going to thoroughly enjoy that. Like I said, they 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 enjoy people who just open up and are honest and raw about how the industry works and how they're going about it. So, I, I no doubt it's they're they're going to love this interview. You. Um, and we appreciate you taking the time, man. We know you're a busy fella, and um, hopefully you're getting back on that plane soon. <laughs> um, uh, maybe next week, it seems like. There, uh, well, there you go, go then. Um, so, and listen, open invite anytime you want to come back and talk about your short film, or anything, we'd love to have you back on, man. Definitely. Open invite. Appreciate that. Yeah, no, thank you. And uh, like I said, have a great day, and uh, we'll be in touch soon, man. Appreciate it. All right, have a good one now. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye bye.